preachers at the church like to say, we ain't gonna take long, but we're going to take our time. We'll talk about all the TV, movies, and music that define our everyday blackness. Welcome to the Black Card Podcast. Hold on, before we get into the introduction, go ahead and say what you just said uh, two seconds ago while we was on production meeting. About Chateau Elan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you got to explain what Chateau Elan is. Uh... It's like a, it's right outside of Atlanta. It's a very uh, bougie winery spa. Very, like, it's it's real nice, okay? So I went, got me a little $200 massage, right? Goddamn. Right. That thing was 207 Okay. <sighs> When they, I had how long like, was it? Was an hour long? Joint? It was an hour long, but I was just like, for an hour. <laughs> Whew. Anyway, then it was a man. I didn't never got massaged by by a man before, <laughs> and um. Not when you pay for. <laughs> shut up. So, yeah, I had like I put a specific unit on. I know we talked about units before. I put a specific one on that if he got a little oil in, I wouldn't be mad. It was my big curling one. I was like, all right, cool. I had pushed it to the side. So when I was on my stomach, he kind of like moved it out the way and I heard it lift a little bit. I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> did it sound like Velcro? <laughs> it did. It did. It did. So then I flipped over, right? I flipped over. And I think, I don't know if he wanted to massage my scalp or what he was trying to do. But when I tell you, he lifted that thing up and I was just like, he's like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. And I was like, I was dying laughing because I was just like. This is embarrassing. Look, Why man, are you lifting my weight? Hey, look, at that point in time, you should have just got there, took that bitch off and hung it on the door. Because ta- when I came in, he was like, undressed to your comfortability. And I was like, no, what do you mean by that, sir? What do you mean by that? Because. When you say comfortable, how comfortable are we talking? It was a black lady here. Rest in peace. Her name was April. Uh, when I went to hear massages from her, I would just bring my little bonnet, head wrap, whatever. Uh, and I would. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, but she understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This man over here lifting stuff up. Like, sir, what are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, let me tell you what he called his folks once you left when he got his break. <laughs> he said, fellas, y'all ain't gonna believe this shit. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. <sighs> Calm down. We didn't even say our names. <laughs> no, <I> was... <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> Calm down. What's going on, everybody? This your boy, Bird. I'm April D. And I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Card Podcast. As you can see, we got April D back with us. She's been gone for too long. I know. So she kind of, you know, it's kind of like, she kind of left us like you, you kind of like abandoned your kids. Wow. No. You're you're, you're literally an unfit podcaster. Listen, y'all got a lot going on outside of just the pot. Like, life been happening. So, it's just like, you know, good things, but it's just life. And it's not like, I know y'all probably think we just jump on the mic and just start talking, but it's a lot more than that. Mm. And so, like, yeah, I'm here this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she said this week. This week. <laughs> Next week, you might be another thing. Listen. <laughs> Let me tell you, it'd be so funny trying to get, like, the podcast going with April. It'd be like, um, we, we pod on the same day, mm-hmm. pretty much. Uh, early in the day, I kind of got to send the, like, test text, just kind of check the temperature. Just be like, what's up, y'all? What's going on? 
Because at one point we used to talk all the time, though. So, like, when y'all don't be saying nothing, I'd be like, okay, we're not going to partner up. Okay. Right, I got I to gotta work, too. I know. But I'm just saying. It's kind of like, okay. So, oh, she looked for any excuse not to pod, boy. No, I don't. You, man, listen. If I don't hit April up and ask April what time she's coming to pod, she will assume that we're not podding as if we don't record at the same time every time. It's your house. But then, let me tell y'all about the, the ne- next level of insanity that goes with this. So, I like, shit, April, what, what time are we getting busy today? She'd be like, all right, bet. I'm going to leave my house at 530, be at yours around 6. What time are you show up today? 640. <laughs> you left me on the porch for three minutes. Look. So- he got a ring doorbell. And don't even, like, I'm sitting there like, I could hear him, like, loud on the phone inside the house. And I'm like, <laughs> real, like, and so I thought, like, I was like, he's just being funny because I'm late. It's cool. Look, so, so, womanly shit. I opened the door. She low-key got an attitude because she like, I've been on this porch for three minutes. And I'm thinking to myself, I've been waiting for 43 minutes. <laughs> and she just throws that out like like that didn't happen. You really were only waiting for 40 because I was here. Whatever, man. Whatever, whatever. Anyway, man, glad to have you back, man. It's like uh, I know I'm glad to be back on the mic. Like actually like stepping away and coming back, I was like, I kind of missed this. And then people were saying like, where's April? And I'm, I'm here. Bruh, because let me tell you, it's like. <laughs> it's like the inmates running the yard. <laughs> I heard, I heard, and I just, I'm just, I was like, "Burger gonna get us canceled." Oh, so he don't care. Folks was tweeting me about like, uh, how dare Bird uh, talk about our Queen Beyonce like that? And literally in my mind, I was myself, I have no idea what I said. Like, there's no telling. Hey, that's the funny part. So what y'all don't understand is like when y'all send me messages about stuff that I said. I'm in here and I say it, no recollection. Hello. Like I might have an idea, like we have our 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 outline of what we're gonna talk about, but when you say like, oh, like comments a little stuff, I'm like, I said what? <laughs> like Bird will text me and be like, April, you said this, it was so funny. I'll be like, I did. <laughs> hmm. Look, cause usually you be the one that says something that makes it to the title of the episode. <laughs> it happens like all the time. Really? Nah, because you say something so off the wall and so fucking hilarious that I just be like, this got to be the name of the episode. I can't help it. Nah, like, I still feel like uh, Big Old Saints is the favorite <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Meg coming back. She uh, was on, like, a hiatus, and all of a sudden she just popped back up. Like I still ain't seen the thought shit. Ain't that name of it? Yeah, I haven't seen the video either. I heard the song. Um, but she, it got a little catchy beat to it. Oh, yeah, she be rapping, man. Yeah. I, I kind of... Personally, I don't feel like Meg has hit us with Tina Snow since Tina Snow. Bruh. Like, Tina Snow will forever be my favorite. Like, I can play that straight through. Like, everything else, like, it'd be kind of like, eh. But Tina Snow? Oh, yeah. That shit hard, man. Look. And look, fellas, man, like, quit hating on these women, man. Listen to female rap. Do you know how many times I talk to guys and they don't listen to Meg, they don't listen to Cardi, they don't listen to City Girls, they don't listen to Mulatto. Like, bro, y'all are missing out on, like, quality rap. I literally learned the lyrics to um, Act Up Uh because of a guy. Like, he was like, oh, we finna learn this. And we literally (laughs) would be rapping it to each other. But speaking of female rappers, I didn't catch it, but the verses 
actually, I think it was last night. Last night, Trina versus Eve. Oh man, I didn't catch it either. Like it was, I feel like it was on a bad day. Like I don't feel like either. I'm not paying attention, which is very possible. But I was like, I didn't even know it was gonna go. I didn't even know it was gonna be a thing. I, I think you're right because I kind of didn't. It didn't have that buzz in the air. But also. For the longest time, when they were doing verses, we were in the house, so like we were looking forward to these things. Right. And now it's not so much we, like we outside now. Like, I don't know. So, okay. So, well, let's start off with the love. So, I didn't. We didn't watch it, and uh, we really weren't invested in like the win lose of it. But we did see clips from it, and like they looked amazing. Yes, like black women, we like y'all. Just gotta, yes, gotta appreciate like black women. Kind of like not even black women. Black people understand when you're going out in public. Like it is no when you're about to be seen in front of other people, they gonna put on their best. But they step. They gonna put that shit on. That way I'd be looking at some people, I'd be like, like they be on TV. I'd be like, you ain't know you was gonna be on TV. That's what you got on. Did you ain't gonna catch me? If I know I'm gonna be on TV, oh. I actually had to renew my license not too long ago. The funny thing is I renewed my license and the same day I got pulled over. <laughs> like and like I went and like face beat. Like, cause y'all not finna catch me slipping. That little that little ID you got to pull that out all the time. Exactly. So I'm just like, you know. I've been the same weight since 2018 or two, 2003. Wait, when not 2008? I don't know. Was this, this 21? Yeah. Oh, you know, women don't change the weight on their ID. I don't think nobody look at that shit anymore. Anyway. Exactly. Like, what pollutant? This isn't true. <laughs> I wish somebody would. I wish somebody would. <laughs> Sorry. So you telling me I'm not 135? You telling me I'm not 135? How you know? I'll be like, like ma'am, get out the car and turn around. Let me see what he got. <laughs> <laughs> this ID says 135. Like, y'all just let us write anything in. You, so... you look at real 160 ish. <laughs> I'm going to put my goal in. Uh, uh, I'm not even, 135 ain't even my goal. But, like, oh, that's so funny. I don't even know what my license says right now. But it, it ain't where I'm, I, I know one thing for sure. It ain't true. <laughs> it's just idealistic. It's just, it just wishful thinking. It's just a goal. I'm, I'm manifesting. <laughs> Look, then I remember mine, because, uh, you know, I was, like, glasses dependent. Mm-hmm. It would say um, corrective lenses on it. And I used to always think, I was like, why do you need to tell everybody that I wear glasses? Like, I mean, he pulled me over. If I ain't got my glasses on, you're going to be like, uh, here's here's another ticket, and let me take you home because I don't trust you to drive. Right, like, In the world that we live on, you don't think I have contacts in? Exactly. How you going to test that? Take them out. At all things. But anyway, man, going back to the Queens. So, even Trina, heard it was dope. Heard they did good. They brought out Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy's a fucking fool. Um, I saw little clips of him out there dancing. I um, ain't seen him yet. Boy. It's bad. No, nah, he out there doing some shit like this, like Lil Terrio. Is that the bitch? Ooh. Okay. Nah, he a funny man. He a funny man. But uh, so shout out to them, man. We just wanted to shout them out. Um, but in other news, the great news for both of us. Yes. Whoop whoop! Raise the roof. 
Both of us got an email today that we are off work tomorrow, which is Friday, June 18th for... Juneteenth. I have a problem. <laughs> What's your problem? Because last year, you know, we made Juneteenth a big thing. Mm-hmm. We all took off, took our PTO, said we're not coming in. Right. And this year, everybody off. This, like, I feel like this is an invite-only party. <laughs> These folks just stepped up in our stuff and said, we coming too. Like, we can't have any, like, we literally can't have anything. I'm like, okay, y'all don't even know what Juneteenth is. Like, what it, like, what, like. So, bodies, damn, I don't know if I need to tell you nothing, fuck it. Anyway, well, I can say body, they know who body is. Body said when they got the email at work today, he like, man, I ain't never seen so many white folks grinning from ear to ear about getting the day off. And he said, all of them were like, now what's Juneteenth? Now what's now? He said somebody thought it was what the end of the Civil War. <laughs> Excuse me. I beg your pardon. Like, first of all, so Juneteenth. It's a holiday that's celebrated on the 19th of June to commemorate the emancipation of enslaved people in the U.S. So a lot of people think the 4th of July, everybody was, you know, freedom, you know, like, no, 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 no. black people were still out here slaving, picking cotton, whatever we was doing. But that Juneteenth, like, you can already tell it's a black holiday because it ain't even June 19th. It's Juneteenth. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what teenth is it? Then they gave it a nickname. It's a, it's Black a, people love giving nicknames. It's a street name. Exactly. Like Juneteenth, that's for us. Like that's celebrating, you know, our I guess freedom from slavery. I don't wanna ooh, I don't what what's up? This is shit that blows me. What? How the fuck is it Juneteenth and white people still not working? Like what the fuck? How do they keep getting out of work? The whole reason we got Juneteenth is because we were working for them. Now, they give us a day off because we worked for them back in slavery. And they're like, you know what, whites? Y'all can be off too. Like, I feel like all white people should have to work. Like, I really want to read the emails that companies are sending to their employees about Juneteenth. Because, like, we got a, a – it wasn't too lengthy, but it was just like, you know, it, it, it did say to kind of like research and gave like a very high level what it was. But I know people are sitting around like, we're off for Juneteenth. I also have this app where it's like, um, it tells you what your senators and your people are voting for. Mm-hmm. And um, people can either say like, it'll tell you like, hey, you should vote for this if you want this, this, and that. Or no, you shouldn't vote for this if you don't want this, this, and that. And so many people were saying that they would vote no. And they were saying like, you know, hey, they already got MLK Day. What do they need another day for? And I'm sitting there like, now, mind you, you finna be off work. Right. You ain't working either. Like, it's a fright. Like, nothing is more exciting than sitting at your desk at home and realizing, like, hey, I ain't even got to log in tomorrow. Oh, listen, man. My work laptop is in this room. And I don't even want to look at it because I don't want it to think that it's going to be open tomorrow. It won't be open. It's not. Like, I had things I needed to do, so in my head, I was like, dang, I got to get up early Friday, make sure I log in early, make sure I get all my work done, I got to do this, this, and I'm like, oh, mm-mm, okay, so, like, when I'm on my off days, I like to act like I'm, like, a rich white woman, so, like, I go work out in the morning, and I might go to the grocery store. You want them uh, Real Housewives of Potomac? Yes, and then I might go shopping a little bit, go to Home Goods, and, like, go hang out with my girlfriends, like, hey, what are you guys doing for lunch? You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that. Okay. 
Got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Boom. Here we go. Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Fourth of July. Fireworks. Mm-hmm. Memorial Day. That's like the beginning of barbecue season. Mm-hmm. Right? Halloween. Costumes. What is going to be Juneteenth's thing? I don't know. That's what I was thinking about earlier. It's like, okay, like we like we gonna have Juneteenth songs like this Juneteenth. <laughs> the sun is blazing. I don't know. Like we like we gonna sing about it or I don't I don't know. <laughs> this Juneteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, y'all laughing like we are goddamn. <laughs> really don't know like because i know last year like one of my friends had something at the house we all just kind of hung out very right. black like, everybody wore their like black shirts you know what i'm saying right. and like i think this year he said he was gonna have a blackest beautiful burger brunch because he wanted to get on the grill mm. but you know what okay now that is one thing that happened last year that i thought was so fucking dope and i think we really kind of weren't prepared this year but i think the Black T-shirt, how blackly black can you get? Creative T-shirt should be the thing. But the funny thing is they didn't even give people no time. Like, I know. We just found out today, June 18th or June 17th, right? that on June 19th or June 18th, we're going to be off and June 19th is, you know, uh, Juneteenth. But, like, my thing is I also, like, Old Navy – I don't want a Juneteenth shirt for y'all. Nah. Like, I just don't know. Cause it doesn't feel right. I feel like this was something for us. Like, FUBU. For like, us. Damon us. Johns, you need to make a resurgence. Like, you need to come out with it. Okay, I just thought about it. You Wait. said Old Navy. These white brands that are going to try to make these Juneteenth shirts, when they find out that we're buying up, are going to be absolutely disgusting. They're going to be so problematic at so many different levels for so many different reasons. It's just a matter of time. H&M want to do some dumb shit. Oh, somebody going to do something. We like, ain't no black folks there because it was all off work. So question, like once Juneteenth, like because now it's a federal holiday, like it'll be a federal holiday probably forever, right? Yeah. Wow. That's why. That's how I believe it to be. Because I'm like, I ain't nobody going to come and be like, nope. <laughs> like, like, I have heard absolutely no pushback. I mean, cause you listen, a day off, you, I, yeah, I ain't, cause Columbus Day, I don't necessarily believe it, but I'm gonna be off. I'm gonna be off. Look, no, let me tell you, Memorial Day, mm-hmm. Labor Day, mm-hmm. Veterans Day. Yep. I think all of them the same thing. I have no clue who is listen. who. I have no idea who is who. And it'd be so funny because people be on the internet so mad. Memorial Day is for this, and Labor Day, listen. Sorry. I don't even know when Labor Day is. Yeah, I think we just had Memorial, Memorial Day. No, yeah, Memorial is May. Labor Day is in September. And Veterans Day is in, like, November, I think. I just know I ain't going to work. Yeah, I'd be happy. Like, okay, oh, I can go to town that weekend. <laughs> Look, and then, like, the dope shit about us is, like, if it falls on the weekend, we get it that Friday. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. I'd be appreciative. Mm. Because that's what Juneteenth, because I was kind of sad. I was like, I can't even take Juneteenth off. And then, boom, like we get emails like, hey, 
I thought the same thing. I was so upset that I wasn't, it wasn't going to be on. Because this is what I wanted. I wanted it to fall on a work day. Mm-hmm. So literally they can see like, God damn, all the blacks. Need to. Like I wanted to be almost, like they would be confused. I wanted HR to be confused. As like, why are all the, like I want them to be concerned. Like, what the fuck these blacks up to? Nah. What are they? Everybody off. Everybody. Oh, so all the black people off. I don't know about this. We need to check in. We need, hey, somebody schedule an emergency meeting. We, right. We need to send out a notice. I just don't like this. I think they tooling up for the race war. But shout out to the to the people who have to work tomorrow. Like, you know, like. Ha! Ah, with y'all working asses. <laughs> <laughs> Black people make fun of everything. Yeah. I'll come all up in your stores, knock over all the clothes. Oh, because I have, like, like I already have, like, what I plan on doing. I already need to clean up my house. So I'm like, okay, what I usually do Saturday I can do Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work out in the morning. I'm going to come home. I'm going to clean up. I'm going to wash clothes, get my house all together. Because, you know, like, I would love to say that, like, I went to Chateau Elan last weekend. I would love to say I'm unpacked. I am not. Going Wait, on. you still got a bag? Okay, maybe I'm the psychopath because this is what I've heard. I'm one of those guys. When I get back from vacation, mm-hmm. I immediately unpack my bag and put everything up. I would like to do that, and that was my intention, but, like, when we got back, I was so tired. I was just like, okay, and then Monday came, and Tuesday came, and Wednesday came. Thursday. Yeah, and I looked up, I yeah, said, you, just, you really just named the week. Yeah, Tuesday comes exactly. after Monday. Wednesday comes after Tuesday. But, you know, like, I've been, like, working a little more than usual, so I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, it, like I literally came back from my vacation with like having to do some work. So I'm mm. just like, my mind was like, okay. Like even though I was excited about my vacation, it was like, okay, back to work. Look, it's funny, you catered to yourself. <laughs> Speaking of catered to yourself, y'all, why are people trying to cancel Cater to You by Destiny's Child? Now this song that came out years and years ago, I think it's looking like 2004-ish. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was 14. I can't believe I was singing a song like this. But they're trying to cancel this song years later. 14, I'm 31 now. Y'all do the math because I can't. And um, I don't, like, I'm not team cancel cater to you. I don't, so, I feel like we have to look at the demographic that's trying to cancel this. It's the, it's the young folks. The young folks. Listen. The, these Gen Zers. I want to read the lyrics to y'all. Just the first when we enter when we enter into the song. Baby, I see you working hard. I want to let you know I'm proud. Let you know that I admire what you do. The more if I need to reassure you, my life will be purposeless without you. If I want it, got it. When I ask you, you provide it. You inspire me to be better. Better, excuse me. You challenge me for the better. Sit back and let me pour out my love letter. Like, the song starts out saying, like, you give me all these things. Mm -hmm. You do all this for me. Let me take care of you. The problem is, these Gen Z, young Twitter folks that don't know nothing. Call them helpers. That's what they are, little skis. City girls Mm -hmm. trying to get flued out. Mm -hmm. Like, it started out with setting, like, setting the tone. Like, this man, like, anything I want, he gives me. Mm -hmm. Why would I not cater to you? And if you think about it, the things that they detailed, like, ain't even that deep. Like, I even help you put your do-rag on. Right. Like, (laughs) 
He inspires you to be better. <laughs> they hear, uh-uh, I ain't helping no man put no do-rag on. He got two hands himself. I work right. too. That is literally like. Next verse. Let me help you. Take off your shoes. Untie your. T- well, they took the shoes off and they untied the shoestrings. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Sound right. Okay, y'all. <laughs> Take off your cufflinks. What you want to eat, boo? Let me feed you. Let me run your bath water. Whatever you desire, I'll supply you. Sing you a song. Turn your game on. I'll brush your hair. Help you put your do-rag on. Want a foot rub? Want a manicure? Baby, I'm yours. I want to cater to you. Okay. And she's done. She took off his shoes. Mm-hmm. And then untied the shoestrings. Then untied the shoestrings. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, I don't know how that happened, but. She's like, oh, the shoe's still tied, babe. Let me go untie real quick. She just quick. slipped them off from the heel. <laughs> then she's like, oh, like, oh I, you like them untied when you put them in. So she did that. Said she ran the bath water. She turned the game on. She had power on the PlayStation. And, uh, I always assumed it was like a, like a basketball game or something on TV. Like the football game or something. Either or she just Either, hit a, she yeah, hit a she, button. Yeah, she hit a button. Somewhere. She hit a button. Then she said, "What you want to eat?" She got to eat too. Mm-hmm. And she like, "Look, whatever you want, I'm down with that too." Cause she probably understand his taste. Like, oh, you probably you probably want Italian today. We want to do some spaghetti or something. You know what I'm saying? She know he ain't going to eat on the bullshit. Now think about it. this man that worked hard, inspired her to be better, and they mad that he got to do rag on his head thanks to her. It's the city girl mentality. I talked to one of my friends about this, like, and I don't know why or what, or, hey, I might be a pick me, but if a man would make you want to, like, sing cater to you, hey, that's it. Now, you ain't supposed to cater to everybody. Michelle, Michelle came and said, listen, we didn't say cater to everybody. Right. Like, they started out with, you know, Hey, you give me all these things. Let me do something for you. Reciprocation. This is the thing about the city girl mentality. I don't think they understand that everybody's not a city girl. Mm-mm. Like, you want to be JT and Carisha, just understand that when you're in the room with the city girls, they are the city girls. They, they're two. It's two of them. Yep. And I guarantee it's certain things that you're not understanding. They... JT and Carisha, they didn't quote or, or, or put out this city girl lifestyle just for shits and giggles. This is life that they live. And I'm pretty sure they worked on it. They cultivated this shit. They were in the mix with the money. They knew how to be what the person with money wanted to spend his money on. It, it's not it's not just asking. Because, okay, let me get into a bag for you. You'll be surprised what you can get from a man if you can cultivate a feeling. It's not about looks all the time. Because to be honest with you, it's a, it's a lot of fine women in the world. It's more than you think. And then you don't even know where you fall on the, on the spectrum. Yeah, you might be the finest of your friends, but you might just be a seven overall. So you don't know what kind of women, the, the man with money that came across. And if he a man with money, oh, he done had the top of the tier. So, but when you can get around him and cultivate a feeling, and that's what I believe the city girls probably did well, they understand how to be with them ballers. They understand how to be around them, talk to them, make them feel like some, make them like throw money and pay money and feel good about having them on their own. That's a little bit of work that these girls, they, they ain't doing. They just think they're just going to be cute and just get taken care of in life just for the sake of being cute. Listen, they put a lot of work into being a city girl. And like, 
I have no aspirations. Like I love the city girl music. I mm-hmm. love Meg. I don't live that life. Mm-hmm. I ain't never tried to like to be no city girl. It's just you. Everybody can't be a city girl. And like the thing about it is, I just hate the fact that like people come up with these ideas of like what you know on the internet nowadays people come up with these rules of what you can and can't do as a woman like mm. or you know like hey if you if you like a guy like hey here's the things that you can do here are the things that you can't do and if you do these things you're a pick me mm. what well, don't y'all want to be picked let me tell you like i'm I, like i thought about that like that um they they i don't know what they call that like calling somebody a name like oh you're a pick me um so you do not want to be picked. And you know why there's no defense against people talking about, you know, pick me's and pick me characteristics? Because the pick me's got shit to do. They ain't, they ain't got time to be on the internet going back and forth with motherfuckers that's not picked. Literally, the quote unquote pick me's that are picked, they too busy running bath water, rubbing feet, <laughs> being inspired. Like, like listen, I, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm out of the game. That's what the, the pick me's are out of the game. They won. They won. They're being picked. They're being picked. They're like, hey, I'm picked, so I'm going to be over here with him. Um, when the invite is in the mail, I'm going to holler at y'all. Why y'all being flued out? Like, because the thing that like gets me is like, you think about like some of the like back in the day, and you got these like, you know, past generations, they having babies and getting married young and like the family and like you see like the family like the married dynamic just getting older and older mm-hmm. and i know men don't be in a rush but like women we we not necessarily in a rush but we also know like there's a time clock on some of like on our body like right. if we're being honest so like maybe like why would we be in a rush like sir like these babies these eggs only gonna last so long right like and if i like y'all yeah, ain't gonna lie. I looked at the price of freezing eggs, and I said, "No, somebody gotta come through." <laughs> because I would not. <laughs> like it was high. How high was it? Like, I, I want to say it was like like I can't remember exactly. Is it okay? What is is it in the feasible range? No, it wasn't nothing feasible. I was like, oh I shit, was is that high? Yeah, I was, and I just kind of think I just googled like five grand. No, ten grand. Oh, it was way over that. Fifteen. I think it was like twenty thirty or something. Twenty crazy. grand to freeze your eggs? Um, let me let per me, egg? I'm 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 about How to Google it now. Hold on. Listen. Okay, so on average, egg <laughs> freezing <laughs> patients will spend thirty to forty thousand dollars on treatment Holy and storage. Because you gotta store them too. Yeah. Oh fuck. So this consists of two major drivers, the fifteen thousand dollars to twenty thousand cost per cycle and the number of cycles each woman undergoes. So like Wait. I, I don't know. I don't I don't never had my eggs for so don't ask me no question about how it works. I just know Mary Jane, when me and Mary mm-hmm. Jane, she had her eggs froze. But, like, you get them froze, they put them somewhere, I guess, in the refrigerator, whatever. Put them. I'm sorry, just a thought, because I'm a man, I don't have this problem. <laughs> I just wonder, do y'all get it, like, at an age where, where like, after your period comes, you like, damn, I probably got, like, 12 eggs left. <laughs> Listen, I, like, I ain't never thought like that, but I'd be like. Be like, damn, bro, I know I, I ain't got that many left, bro. <laughs> Listen, I just know, like, as we get older, like, complications arise and things just get a little harder. So, I had Googled that, and when I saw 30 to 40, I said, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, 
Yeah. They, make, they make you they make you feel a little differently in them DMs. You yeah. like, I guess you can take me out. All right, we can go on a little I date. Guess, day. You know I what I'm saying? Because no, because that's a lot of money. Right. So, but yeah, these folks out here trying to cancel cater to you, and so the thing the thing about it to me, like this Gen Z or these city girl type, is like the idea that basically like the world revolves around you, like yeah. it's. I mean, I don't have to deal with it, but I see it, and it's just oh, it's just a wild. It's wild to believe that there that there's people that actually believe this, that they actually think this, that they're supposed to be taken care of just because they're attractive, like, and I mean, completely taken care of in all ways, shape, form, and fashion. No reciprocation, uh, like just like all. take care of me and period. Because you you know you hear so like oh I'm trying to give me a sugar daddy and all this shit. It's like. But I like I've literally seen like people talk about like I want a sugar daddy without the sugar like what? It sounds nice. No, daddy is right. You want to be a child again. You want to go back to your father, like. And don't get me wrong. Some of these fathers are the problems. Like, I've seen situations, and I know of people that like the dad is just always coming to the rescue or doing the absolute fucking most and creating a standard idea in which. You know, that's your father, not your man. But at the same time, it's like, okay, like he's showing up, but at the same, I don't want to discredit the dad's showing up, you know, for his daughter. But but is that showing up? But, 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 but as a, you know, as a woman, like you do want a man that's going to show up for you, but it's just like, I don't know, like the way it's just different. Like, I wonder what the needs are of, you know, younger girls versus somebody that's more mature. Like, for you know, hey, what's what's a twenty one year old looking for now versus somebody that's thirty five? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know the funny thing. Now you know the funny thing. I was out of town this past weekend, right? Oh, you were. Yeah, I was in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, went to the groove spot, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a uh, one of the fellas. Saw this chick, she was super attractive, whatever. He was talking to her, blah, 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 and he just kind of like, kind of walked away from her. We was at like this, like, we was at the weekend. Everybody always go to Nashville and go to the weekend, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Lit. He uh, walked away from her, came back over to the group, <clears throat> and he was like, man, she's 21. And the wild shit is that all of us was like, there is absolutely nothing. Somebody at our age in the like me in the lower thirties, something like the mid thirties, like there's nothing, like there's no connection that, even if it's physical, me and somebody twenty one can have at all. Cause she trying to get flued out. It's just like it's what can homegirls like? Hey, yeah, I got this dude. Yeah, yeah, how's feel? But then at, at is she twenty one? She ain't seen the final things. She don't know what to. She don't know what to ask for. She, she don't know. I mean, social media exposes people to a lot of stuff. Like, it's funny. Like, I look at people's social media and, like, the younger girls, and they be having all this designer, this and that. And I be like, shout out. But I be like, girl, like, don't go in debt trying to impress these folks. That's going to happen. But anyway, man, cater to you ain't going nowhere. It but, ain't. But we are. <laughs> we going to our first break. <laughs> all right, so we'll catch y'all on the backside. All right, y'all. We back, and we back. 
Coming out the gate, man. So we got news on the ESPN app that Naomi Osaka is withdrawing from Wimbledon now. She already withdrew from, I think, the French Open mm -hmm. and another one before that. Um, Says she's taking time for you no know, friends and family, but she's going to be ready for the Olympics. So it all started when she withdrew from her first one. Uh, Australian, we're just going to use the Australian Open. It may have been Australian, French or Australian. So. so, so she was, you know, she she actually just came off a win, and uh, you know, she was talking about she ain't really want to speak to the media, and she like, you know, claiming you know mental health reasons, and so she ended up withdrawing from that because they tried to fine her for not speaking to the media. Right, mm -hmm. um, for not doing media. Then you know, she kind of said, "All right, fuck it, I'm out." Then, you know, she was supposed to be in this next tournament, which was, I think it was the, the French Open, I think might have been next. And she was like, nah, man, I really ain't feeling that shit either. Now, this is the third one, which is Wimbledon. She's like, nah, straight on that one too, but I'm going to be in the Olympics. Um, the culture in general is pretty behind her. And I was like, you know, we fuck with that. Like, you know, you got to take time for yourself. Do what's right for you. Um, what are your thoughts? I so I know we just kind of went in on like the Gen Z folks or you know younger folks but I think that I do respect that like our age too mm -hmm. we are not about to be drained and just do stuff that mentally impacts us she said like hey I don't really do speeches well mm -hmm. and just imagine like having like to get yourself together to speak on something in the middle of a of a match where you're trying to focus so you can win your tournament and you're forced to speak to people and you don't want to. Mm -hmm. They're throwing out questions. You're trying to keep up. Everybody's looking at you, probably sweating because she's nervous. Like, I'm not mad at her at all for doing what she's doing. Like, protect your peace. Protect your peace. So... All right, I kind of like back and forth on it hot and cold okay so she made i think 55 mil last year so it's not about the money like mm -hmm. like money good it's 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 it's, it's... all right so let, let, let's take it piece by piece one i in in the book the subtle art of not giving a fuck mm-hmm he made a great point that really impacted me professionally. He basically was stating that he doesn't understand or like basically like people need to understand that the professional world, your occupation isn't about comfort. We get up every morning at six. You get up, you get away before me. Yeah. You know, say a oh, good day. I get up at five thirty. You know, do what I, do whatever I want to do before work. Clock in to work, clock out of work, you know, go to these meetings. It's a lot of things don't want to do. And in her situation, the way I perceive it, media is a part of your occupation. It's a part of your job. You may not like it. Hey, man, at some point in time, you are going to have to suck that shit up. And then there is no pass-fail on your interview. Like... It's not a you have to give a good one. Fuck, you just got to do it. Like, you don't have to say nothing prophetic. You ain't got to say nothing in intelligent. You know, they're going to ask you a basic question. 
Give them a basic answer. You don't have to be good at it. It's not like us where we have to produce. So, although that it is her right and she has the, nobody should, we can't force her to play the game, which is working, which we are equated to work. But I know her parents support her, but I don't think if I was her father, I would be so supportive. And also at this stage, what's your response to what I said thus far? I mean, mm, I feel where you're coming from, but I feel like she's in another tax bracket per se, where like, I'm not gonna lie, I work because I have to. Mm-hmm. In order to pay my bills, I have to work. I'm sure she plays like her playing tennis has afforded her a certain type of lifestyle. So I'm sure that you know, like she needs what she does too. But also, like, if she got paid 55 mil last year and what they charge her, like, 15K because she didn't want to do media one. Like, and, I think, and I think Nike paid it on top of that. Like, okay. So, like, if it's something I genuinely don't want to do and I don't have to, mm-mm. All right. But my response to that is, yeah, we're, we're talking numbers, but she's – we're talking numbers and position. She not she not me working in the office. Right, but I'm but still she's still and this is how I look at life with a lot of things. She's still a participant of the tournament. She's afforded that fifty five million because of her production in the tournament by the rules set by the tournament. Like you can't be literally you can't be just the best tennis player and not do it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go out here to your local Y and be the best tennis player under the sun and somebody's just going to give you $55 million just for being good. Mm-hmm. You have to come in here and produce. Like, so you're afforded this opportunity, yes, because of your work you put in for the tournament. Now, now that you've become the best or you become a major draw, you, I, you, don't, you, you still don't make the rules. I don't know if you can afford to play. Like, hey, like, and 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 I'm not saying that she has to succumb, mm-hmm. but I'm just stating my stance on why I'm not all on board with her withdrawing. Because the the thing that that gets me is like she talked about it being like a social anxiety. She go out there and have them conversations, and it throws her off her game. I mean, she loses, which in turn, but she's not losing. because. I got you. But if she thinks that it might cause her to lose, shoot, I'd be like, okay, what's going to impact? Like, the most important thing to me is winning these games. Talking to these people is going to drain me. I don't want to do it. So, I'm not going to do it. Well, you know, you definitely lose when you withdraw. You said what? You definitely lose when you withdraw. So oh, like yeah. so it's like okay. for for you to you know which I understand but it's like you don't want to lose so I quit like the fuck you the fuck we talking about I mean and then honestly man we, we fucking talking about talk, it's fucking but everybody don't want to talk in the grand scheme of things how long are you actually talking to the media if it gives her anxiety fifteen like, minutes listen. thirty minutes so like. This, I mean, no, like, let, let's let's back. Let's, Cause, let's be, cause you, cause you, cause you're saying that like the anxiety only like impacts her during that time frame when she has to talk. It's not just the time frame. Like, if she really has 
and I'm not saying like saying it as if she doesn't, but if, if she has social anxiety, my assumption would be that it's not just this 30 minutes she has to talk, but it also like the build up to when she has to do it. So if I got to play before I go talk and I know I got to talk, but I got to play, my mind's going to be like, oh my God, I'm so like frazzled because I know this is coming up. Can't focus because I know I got to go talk and I really don't like talking and now I'm off on my game. Now I had a bad game. Now they're asking me about these bad things and da 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 like anxiety get in your head and like and and run with you like i understand and i accept my perspective is this and i'm thinking like if i'm her father right why are we here then why are we here to play tennis if no but what i'm saying is that if we're if you're greatness and you want to be greatness. There are more things than that actual sport that comes into play. We talk about Jordan, and he ain't got all the rings. He ain't got the most rings. It is his Kobe. He ain't got the most rings. He lost. He did, but it was their approach. Tiger, he ain't win all the time. Their approach and their effort and their mentality to the game. If you don't want to be great, just say that. Well, you also need to sit on. She don't want to speak. But like, okay, so have you ever, like, okay, so I have some spouts of anxiety sometimes. Like, I've been sitting, laying in my bed, thinking about some stuff, and my heart rate at, you know, super high. Mm-hmm. Just laying there. Like, leading up to some stuff, like, you just, you get nervous. Like, I, um you know, like, birds been talking about, I've been taking some breaks for work and stuff, and I be having tests and stuff at work. Last, I had something this morning, last night, like literally all night I kept thinking about like different like ways that stuff could go wrong. Like, so thinking about that up until the game, like if she's trying to play and her mind is messing with her just cause all I got to do is talk and that like, I can play the game, but the talking part is just like, that could really throw her off. And I understand that might be a piece of it. And there could like, there's probably something she can do to work through that, but it's going to take time. It's not going to be an overnight thing. It's not that she's not dedicated to the game. She's just not dedicated to talking to people about the game. You're not dedicated to this part of the game. It's not dedicated to the game. This is, says who? Let, well, let me – because – okay, because this is the thing. It, it, this is how I'm perceiving it, how I'm just speaking on it. Mm-hmm. If we're – it's competitive. It's competition. This – they're talking to you because you beating everybody ass. You're that fucking good. Be that good. And one thing that's so fucking undefeated is father time. She's fucking young. You're not going to be young forever. These 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 tournaments that she's skipping on is going to be a part later down the line when she done lost a step. When when the next one that came along where somebody else is beating her. So you're and now talking, she's losing. Now she's losing when she could have won. You're talking about the overall fact that she's skipping the whole tournaments for the because she doesn't want to speak. Right. Like, Not yeah. the actual speaking part of it. So, so like we say, two tournaments, she's skipping. Yeah. The the thing, like I said, she, you're only young once. You don't even know if you even get injured. You may get injured, something happens, whatever. Your whole career blown. Two tournaments, you didn't play in. You're only young once. You may be injured for a year, rehab, whatever. You done lost a step. Somebody else come along. Be you Now, you could have been great. You should have been great. We wanted you to be great, but these are opportunity costs, opportunity loss. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with what she's saying, but I'm saying that there is a point in life, there is a line where literally somebody is going to have to start saying, "Suck it up." 
It's literally like I understand because what you're talking about, the anxiety about what could, what could, what could, what is happening is that she's kicking ass. That is happening. Like we understand, like I understand that she having anxiety. I understand that she gets in her own head. She's really good at playing tennis. Be in your own head, whatever. Be flustered, whatever. Heart rate go up. But when you get out on this court, when you get out on this clay, all that shit go away because you show the fuck out over here. And you only got a short window in life to do it. Even if you look at Serena and all the time Serena didn't play tennis, it is only a blip on her. Like, if she live a full life that black women live, it is only a small fraction of her lifespan. You're only young once. These sports, you only have a small window to be perfect for all the stars to line up, for all the things. Because put it like this. She kind of coming in when Serena and Venus on their way out. But, you don't know who coming up behind you. Right. So my problem is you're talking about her and I get it. Controlling her anxiety as if it's just like a controllable thing. Like, okay, it's like, okay, anxiety, be quiet for a little while while I go play tennis. Like, no, like that's junk just shows up. So it might throw her off her game and she knows that it throws her off her game. And I'm not saying that it, I'm, no. But you're I, telling her to go and do what she got to do. Go play even though, no, you know. No, I'm not saying that she can shut it off. I'm not just saying anything about it being off. I'm saying with with the anxiety. Like, do do it regardless. Treat it as a job. You say you have your anxiety. Like, you get pizza, you can take time off, whatever. But you know what you also do? You also go to work. You also show up with that anxiety, with the thoughts. You You persevere. You see it through. That is what you do. And that is what I'm not seeing. And that's the thing that's kind of, and okay, and the, the greater part of it is the presence that it says. She is already great. She 55 mil just last year. I don't, I don't want to see others behind her feel like I'm uncomfortable so I don't have to do or I can just opt out. You have that right, but you are prohibiting your own growth because Guess what? That is fucking life. Life fucking sucks. It is going to be shit after shit after shit after shit. Something's going, if it's not happening to you at work, it's going to happen to your personal life. If it's not going to happen to your personal life, it's happening to your finances. Some shit is going to falter at all fucking times. And you have to understand that that is literally life. You're not, you're not running from it. You're not getting around it. You're not going, this is a part of it. Accept it. Accept that, hey, listen. I don't know how to deal with my anxiety. Fuck it. I got to try to figure it out because I can't get rid of it. How bad do you want to play tennis? How bad do you want to be great? Do you want to be great so bad that I'm going to play tennis at the highest level to the best of my abilities with anxiety? So how do we know that she's not off? And I mean, I don't know what she's doing. But she might be off going and like realizing because like maybe it just set in for her. And she's going off and figuring out how she can be effective and still play with what's going on like how to manage it so maybe she's taking some time to be like okay let me step back get get this under control and then boom i'm finna pop out i mean she may like because I, I mean i don't know what she's doing but it's not like a i don't know it's like i don't want to treat it as just like like yes you can work through it a lot of people do but if i had the option to be like yes or no but the thing is I, like the thing that bothers me is literally like withdrawing, quitting, same thing. That's the thing that bothers me, opportunity costs. You are not going to be able to get this opportunity back. When this 
when Wimbledon starts, when the French Open starts without you, and your name ain't in the list, and you probably could have easily won that shit, you probably got your Grand Slam, all that shit, and you didn't because you just decided not to. But it wasn't, did, it wasn't just a decision like, oh, I'm just not going to do it because I don't feel like it. Like, like anxiety is like a, a mental health thing. I mean, it can, I, I understand and I, I get that, but you, who's going who's gonna to shoulder the responsibility for that then? What do you mean? Like, you're saying it's not a decision, but, well, whose who's responsibility is to make the decision? Like, who's going to – like, the responsibility of the – the okay, put it like this. If you can benefit from this thing, you can also be responsible for the consequences of it. So she would have played, everything would have been straight. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't say because she's not playing, she has just hands-free, just wash her hands of it. No, they're – I mean, I I'm, think she I'm right. She... I'm right for placing the criticism on her because if she would have played in one, we would have put the the cheers on her. You get you get both. You get both sides of it, and I that's think... just being fair about it. Like in the because I like, like like let's keep in mind. I like her, mm-hmm. and I want to see her play, and I want to see her be great, and that is why it is bothering me. This the way this because fucking she kicking everybody ass too, like that's the thing that's. The part that scares me about it, I guess, is that, like, just mental health stuff just gets, like, to a point where it's, like, if she goes against how she feels and she still plays and she gets to the point where she's just so fed up and she gets all this anxiety built up and then she goes into, like, depression or something like that and then something happened and, boom, she can't play no more. Like, it's not even an option. We're just going to move on to the next athlete. Like, oh, dang, that sucks. I'm sorry. Like, what happened? Okay, next. So... Who's the new hot tennis star? This little girl over here from where? Okay, cool. So I mean, I respect the fact that she's taking some time to step back, get her get her ducks in a row. Yes, is she taking a, a risk? Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like, hey, if that risk is worth it to her, and she thinks that it's it's beneficial, do you, sis? Yeah, man. I don't know, man. It's just. Like, I just, like, for me, I mean, like, I have PTO, but at the same time, like, I, I'm i not about to just, like, up and just not do my job because I have bills and stuff. Mm. Like, I literally depend on my job. So, I can't do that. But, like, she has a little more leeway on, like, hey, you know, I'm not going to play in this. I'm going to take some time, get my get my mind right. You know, maybe she's getting prepped for how she's going to speak to media. Because at the Olympics, I don't think they're going to not let her talk to anybody. Hell no. So, like, and that's probably a lot to think about. So, like, hey, let me take this time to work with somebody on my anxiety of speaking and my social anxiety so that by the time I get here, I'll be good to go. But the fact, it's it's sad to me, though, that she loves the sport, but the part, something that has nothing to really do with the sport is what's driving her from not playing. Like, that makes me sad. I get that. I mean, it's... I don't know. I, I guess when, you, when I look at sports and professional sports, I look at it all encompassing because that the the people that we love, the people that we, you know what I'm saying, that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. The, you're, like this, you're even, okay, let's say Serena was her idol. Why was Serena your idol? Because she dominated time after time after time again. She spoke highly on black women. She was an she 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 sat in the saddle, and we all and we that Serena is our era. We saw how the media beat her the fuck up mm-hmm. all the time, and she a hey, she showed it, 
confronted it and was a great image for the ones and fostering this new wave of athletes after her. And so it's time to pass the torch. And if you were, it's a blessing to be that person. It is. It's a blessing. Uh, what's the other girl? Coco something other? I better yet. All these fucking white girls and, and Asian women you beating, they love to be highly talented like you are. And it's just, man, spoiling opportunities, man, and your chance, man. It's just you're only young once. Sports is, is about youth, energy, you know, how you take care of your body. Father time is undefeated. You can't do this forever. You're going to slow down. You're going to get pregnant. You're going to – all these things are going to happen in her career. You know, hopefully she has a long career, but it's just like you got to take advantage of the time while you have it. I mean, I agree. She's all of 23. And I know that, like, you know, anything can happen, but she's all of 23. Hell, she fucking with uh, Corday. Uh, what, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the letters? YBN Corday. That's mm-hmm. a dude. Hell, he might want to put two babies in there and get married and shit and – Shit, that might take up damn two, three years of her career. You never know. But Venus is 41 and Serena is 39. It's that time, man. But, I don't know. Shout out to Naomi, man. Um, but, still keeping it on our, on our queens and the, the crowns that the, that the queens wear. Yes. Y'all... I know people are probably sick of talking about this, but Monique came to the internet, I guess a couple weeks ago now, mm-hmm. week or so, talking about these girls in the airport that were wearing their bonnets out in public. And she just was saying like how, you know, they shouldn't be out. They didn't need to be wearing, mind you, she's in a robe, but she, you know, I don't know where she's at, but people were talking about her being in a robe, but Saying out in the airport, these girls should not be wearing their bonnets out in public. And honestly, y'all, I'm just, I'm I'm gonna say this. I personally do not wear my bonnet outside my house. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll wear it all up around inside, but like I won't even go to the mailbox with my bonnet on. Like I will take my bonnet off and put a hat on to go to my mailbox. I, because at that point, like. I don't believe in wearing my outside clothes in my bed. Mm-hmm. If I take my bonnet outside, it's now outside. <laughs> and I like that. I like that logic. Well, say it's outside clothes now. You gonna wear it to your bed? Mm-mm. Also, I I'm a believer of being presentable when I leave the house. Like you never know who you gonna see, what opportunities you gonna cross. Um, you know, who might be out? Like yeah, people be like, I don't care what people think about me. Like. I guess it depends on what what your how do I want to say this what your goals are and what type of um opportunities you might be looking for um I know for me personally um just w- in the area that I stay I can run to the grocery store and a lot of people I work with live all in that area I've gone to the grocery store and ran into my manager's manager who asked me a work question you know, like, and it just, for me personally, I just, when I leave the house, I want to look presentable. Um, do I have a problem with other people wearing bonnets out in public? If you, how I want to say this, I don't really, 
too much care about what other people wear. But I also don't want, I hate the fact that when like black people do something, like it's like all black people do something. Mm. So just cause like a few people wear their bonnets out the house, like, oh yeah, like we all do that. No, no, we don't. There are some people that do, but like you will never catch me in the airport with no bonnet on. If you catch me outside in a bonnet, ask me if I'm okay. I might've been kidnapped. <laughs> like somebody might've snatched me out my bed. Cause I I can't I can't do that. Like from a guy's perspective, I guess what what do y'all see when you, like if you when you go to the grocery store, and I I don't even know which grocery store because I don't want to say Publix because that's kind of bougie. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't feel like you're gonna see yeah, you're not gonna see bonnets in Publix, but like you go you run to Walmart, you see a girl in her bonnet. I feel like just right there in your example, you kind of finally illustrated it. There, we look at Publix and Walmart two different ways. Mm-hmm. And just by the fact that you, in your example, say you won't even see bonnets in Publix, but you see them in Walmart. That means that you understand that there's a fundamental difference between those two establishments. Yeah. And now we're talking about, like, this bonnet being an indicator of the type of patron for each establishment. The same way you made that correlation in your mind just that fast, men have men do it too. It's, we don't have a, okay, I can't speak, for, fuck it. We don't have a problem with bonnets. We, we're we we're outside the hair protection, you know, conversation, but we do understand and do look at kind of women that make themselves presentable, as you said, when they're out. We, we assess that to a certain standard of women. We... Or should I say like this? On the topic, I always feel like there's a difference that people don't talk about between acceptable and appropriate. They, I feel like they are acceptable. I understand mm-hmm. that situations can arise. And, you know, if, let's say, I'm at Walmart at 11 o'clock at night and I see somebody running in in the hair section, whatever, blah, 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 with a bonnet on, I can easily assume that, they in and out of Walgreens or some shit like that, that, you know, they're in a rush, there's something's going on, and they're trying to get some shit together for probably their hair or whatever. But if it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon and you got a buggy full of groceries just casually scrolling on down the peanut butter aisle. Patting your head. Right. It's like I'm going to assume that you live a life of a woman that I wouldn't want to bring into my life. Okay, because here's what I'm thinking. So, like I said, like I live by a lot of people I work with. Let's say if I had a guy, me and my guy go to the store. Let's say the guy works somewhere, like, and he runs into his boss, mm-hmm. and we out, and here I am in my bonnet. I feel like we've talked about something like this similar before. Mm-hmm. Like that's not that's just personally how I don't want to be represented. Like, no, like, and I, and it's not. It's not a because I'm black thing like, yes, I wear my bonnet when I'm at home. When I'm at the house, I'm probably in a bonnet. Like people FaceTime me, bonnet, okay? But when I leave the house, there's a level of there's a level of effort that goes into like, okay, I'm leaving the house. Am I presentable? Yes, okay. I'm not, no. And there's also like a level of like cultural connection. So I had a situation where I had just started working my last job after graduation, uh, my first professional job, and I'm, 
I met a guy, you know, in the office. You know, he was like, telling me, like, hey, I was new, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Exchange pleasantries, whatever. And this was when, like, tank tops and, like, you know what I'm saying, were really big. And if you went to Bridge Street, which is an outdoor mall, the first person I see is him. So I got my shades on, chains out, guns out, tatted up. In that moment, it wasn't about what I had on. It was the fact that I hadn't... I had this, and I ran across him in Bridge Street. You know, it was him and his wife. We spoke, everything was cool. But I felt like I hadn't had enough time to fine tune his perception of me before he sees me in that light. Like, and that kind of always kind of bothered me because basically I wasn't able to control the narrative that he created for me mm-hmm. because I'm going to see him in different lights. I'm going to see him Monday through Friday, nine to five. Mm-hmm. I can control that. I wasn't prepared for him to see me so soon outside of that because we didn't work day to day together. Right. So I didn't want that image. Cause you only got one chance of a first impression. I didn't want that to be the image that he carried along with him because now I felt like I'm trying to overcome uh, uh, an expectation or facade that he's put up for me. And the thing is, it's not, I'm not even saying he's wrong because that's us as humans. Because it'd be the same thing, you know, we do a wife. I see some dirty white man, like he look like trash, or whatever, dirty wife beater, or whatever, and looking, and I see him at work the next day, I'm going to carry my own thoughts about him, and he's going to have to work double, triple overtime for me to change the way that I see him. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, to me, bonnets are not outside clothes. Mm -hmm. Wear them in your house. Wear them in your bed. They are sleep or protective, you know. It's protective for your hair in the house. Mm -hmm. Or like inside, but not out in public, you know. Like, and the crazy thing about it is I was talking to a friend, and I told her, like, I could literally take my bonnet off and, like, Girls who tying up these scarves real cute, Mm -hmm. acceptable. Like, I'm with that. The bonnet, it's just something about it. It's just like, that's for the bed. Because it looks like it's for the bed. It looks like it's for the bed. The the scarves, when you tie them up real cute, it looks like you're intentional about what you're doing. You're intentionally, you know, stepping out with your scarf. The bonnet. And I have some cute bonnets. I didn't pay good money for my little bonnets. Nope. Honestly, I feel the same way about do rags. Like I hate, like I hate this do rag trend. Like yeah. it, it honestly blows my mind. Like I don't think it's what's up at all. I kind of want it to die down. Yeah, you know, if if somebody walked up to me with a do rag and was like, "Whatever," I'd be like, "Sir." I I I, cause you know maybe because you know my mom was like you know back in the gap you know in my younger days you know. If you were a do-rag guy, you was more so on the street side of things. Mm-hmm. And she went about that shit. She said, nah, you're going to take it off your head, brush your hair before you leave this house. Like, do-rags only for in the house, you know, to maintain your hair. And I also feel the same way about, like, pajama pants and shit like that. Like, I don't, like, it, like, it, you don't have to be comfortable all the time. They make fucking joggers, man. I was to say, joggers, exercise clothes. Like, I will throw a hat on. I just don't. You know, you, when you leave your house, you never know what opportunities you're going to cross, like right. I said earlier. And it just makes me wonder sometimes, like, hey, well, what opportunity, like, where do you see yourself in five years? Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't see yourself anywhere, so you're, you know, okay with 
going out of the house any type of way. I just don't never know who I might meet at Publix. I um, to go back to the Chateau Elan. I mean, it's ain't really got too much to do with the bonnet, but we ran into this black lady. She's like fifty years old, fifty two. Owns like eight acres of land in Atlanta. Owns these businesses. Like she's doing well for herself. You know, hey, she's talking to us. She's like having real conversation. Have we been sitting down there in bonnets and stuff? Would she have taken us serious to even have those conversations? You know what I'm saying? Probably like not. she and and she was at a conference. She was like hosting a conference with a bunch of people. It, I, she was one of the few black people that was there. Most of the people were white, and her white friends were coming up and like, "Oh, we love her." And you know, imagine her having a conversation with a group of girls with their bonnets on in this in this you know hotel where we paying good money to stay every night. No. Right. No. Because then I'm going to wonder, like, if this is how you present yourself right now, in the future, if I'm working with somebody, how will you represent me? What will you do? Like, my name's tied to you. I don't know. I just, I'm not here for it. I'm not. And these are the things that matter. And I kind of like the way you put it. It's like, if you're aspirational, you think about these things, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I was out a couple weeks. I ran into a guy, and he's like a... um, black guy went to A&M and he, I can't remember his title, but basically he told me, he was like, look, I got all these positions and nobody to fill them. He was like, when you finish doing X, Y, Z over where you at, come holler at me and we'll see if we can work out. I mean, and that's because, you know, I ain't had nothing crazy, you know, but if I'm sitting right, but I know if I came to him with a do-rag on, pajama pants and I'm just looking as comfortable as can be, no matter what, what I knew didn't matter. It's about like you know it's gonna be like nah man I can't have you represent me exactly because I don't like I don't if you don't leave your house like that I'm like I don't trust you I'm sorry. right I don't trust what you gonna do exactly. you might show up to the interview and and and, and <laughs> I don't know I don't know and and you y'all don't realize I mean I'm sure y'all do because our listeners kind of our listener base is kind of grown like the impact that somebody else can have on your career. Like if you recommend somebody mm-hmm. and they show up and don't show out, oh, right. that's you. That is you. No, there's so many people that are like, you give me one name, I'm like, I call that's your cosign? Like, hey, dog, you say he's straight? Bet. And that's, I have no questions. Moving on along. Literally. But if you walk around in bonnets and stuff, I'm going to have to kind of be like. And, like, the the crazy thing is they could be a great person. I'm not saying that people who lead a house in their in they bonnets, like, that they're bad people. It's just I know people be like, I don't care what people think about me. Uh, everybody cares what people think about them. You should. But um, go to the topic that you brought up in the group. And I think it was a very interesting one. Yes. Okay, y'all. So, I pose the question. You know, nowadays, everybody has, you know, you expect when you go to somebody's house, they have the the ring doorbell or some type of doorbell cam or whatever. So, you kind of know that you're on camera when you come to people's doors. But what you don't really always expect is going inside someone's house and being on camera. So, I asked on um, Twitter the other day, you know, like, are you okay? Like, if you go to somebody's house, do you think that they should tell you that they have cameras in their house? And the reason why I asked this question <laughs> was because I went to somebody's house once and, um, you know, I was over there for a while. 
and you know when they left the room like i didn't do anything crazy i wasn't over there stealing but i might have like it was like our first time hanging out so like they leave the room kind of doing a breath check like mm-hmm. okay am i good <laughs> all right cool and like you know you know sometimes you kind of lean into your shoulder make sure like you ain't got musty or something yeah. like that i don't want you to go back and watch on your camera then i'm over there checking to make sure my armpit you know it's still right. good aluminum is in my deodorant <laughs> but i'm just trying to make sure i'm still good and so the question I kind of posed was like, should people tell you when you walk through the door, like, hey, you know, I got cameras in here? Because that first time I was over there, it was like, you know, nothing was said. But then later on in the conversation that came up, it was like, yeah, I put some cameras in the house. Cause da, da, da. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> that was on camera? Hmm. So here I am sitting there thinking about like, what did I do? Uh-huh. Um, and the funny thing about it was when I posed the questions, I got different responses. Um, like, okay, well, it's their house, but it's me on your camera. Like, I guess, so y'all, a lot of y'all probably don't know me personally. I'm not the party person. I really don't have a lot of people. I can probably over the last two years name the people that have been in my house. Maybe on one and a half hands. Um, Because if I let you in, like, there's a level of trust that I have. And if I... If I felt the need to have a camera inside, I'm going to tell you. Um, I remember somebody made, I remember somebody made a comment saying that, you know, I don't want to tell people this camera inside because they might move differently. No, no, no. I want you to know it's in there and I want you to move differently. Don't steal my stuff. Like, um, also, I know for me, I have cameras um, outside my house. And they do pick up audio. So I remember one time, I think I had a house guest and they stepped out on the back patio to make a phone call. No, I was like, <laughs> 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 hmm. uh, but it was, it was a work call. Don't ask me how I know. Um, but I mean, like, I feel like outside you kind of know, like they're very visible. So it was like, what parameters, like what things are okay? Like, hey, like if the camera is super visible, is it okay? Or, you know, hey, some people were like, it's my house. So if I go over, if somebody come over here and I got a camera, you know, it's my house. But does somebody willingly, like, if you let me know that you're recording me in your living room, like, I'm not thinking along the lines of stealing. I'm thinking along the lines of, like, when you leave and I got a wedgie or something, I'm going to stand up and, like, kind of, like, adjust <laughs> and, like, yeah, I'm just awkward. So I'm just thinking about things like that. So for you, like, do you want to know, okay, well, do you want to know if you walk to somebody's house and there's like a camera in there? <sighs> or do you care? I don't know. That's the, that's the, that's the part. That's the crazy part to me. Like, I really don't, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Reason being is because I'm super, use term super respectful of other people's homes. So it's like you're not telling me it doesn't change anything because I get real um, uh, cognizant mm-hmm. of what I do at other people's house houses. Uh, I because I know because you like you say you don't host often, right? But I do. Mm-hmm. You know, hell, you've been over here, mm-hmm. and you know it'd be a pretty hey call them, tell them to pull up. You know, I I have a pretty open atmosphere, mm-hmm. and 
I, you know, I, I, you know, we surround myself with good people, you know. Yeah. But it's like I treat people's homes the way that I would want them to treat mine. <laughs> like Justin when he was talking about wiping his head on the decorative towel. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but so that's that's why I'm at with it. I don't quite care mm-hmm. if you were to tell me or not because it really wasn't until you posed the question that I thought about it. I was like, damn, that is that's where society is going. That's where we're headed because a, a camera ain't nothing to have a camera in the house these days. Right. Like nothing. And so, you know, you get into the situation like like you said, if it's super obvious, doesn't matter. And it is their home, so they chiefly are responsible. Because if anything goes sideways and it ain't about your feelings, it's about their property. Right. So I ain't can't be too mad at somebody for, you know, having cameras. Now, I would think it's creepy or weird if they have those, um, like, nanny cams, hidden, like hidden cameras. Right. That's a little, I don't know, escape roomish. Like, <laughs> I ain't really fucking with that shit. Like, I go to goddamn get a bottle of liquor, and it's a goddamn pinhole camera on the other side of the wall. Right, a little bear sitting there looking at you. Like, right. But mm, that's a little peeping timeish. It is, but you know, you you think about like okay, because in a party setting, I think that that's like cool. But like okay, like one on one. You invite somebody over to your house, like y'all chilling, kicking it, whatever. And like, there's a camera on. Like, I know um, it was at one point um, I had went to somebody's house and they weren't there yet. And they were like, hey, I left the door open. Just go in there. And they had some type of gaming system. I thought it was a camera. So I'm sitting on the couch like, oh, this is weird. Uh-huh. Like, just like to think like somebody could just sit there. Cause I know like I, I periodically look at my cameras outside my front door, my backyard. Like I look at them all the time, but to think that you could be sitting in somebody's house, somebody just look at you. That's so weird. Or like, you know, um, somebody leave the room. And then, like I said, like, yeah, I'm not trying to steal nobody's stuff, but I don't want to be on your camera. Like, Okay, like doing a breath check and stuff like that. I guess that's not that embarrassing, but at the same time, it's just like. Now, somebody said this. I can't remember who in, inside the thread or what about the comment of it. was like, all right, let's say, you know, you at guy house and y'all on the couch and uh, y'all chilling or whatever and y'all get it popping. Now, unknowing, now you unknowingly just created a sex tape. Right, and that is weird too. Like to find out later on, like, oh yeah, I got cameras. You got what? That's 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 something. And then you wonder, like, also, like, I don't. There is no way that I believe that I'm the only one that can access the videos that come of the people that come to my door, or wherever else the cameras are located at my house. Listen, so you think there's a cloud service exactly. for everybody? So you know. The way, I mean, I'm not famous, so ain't nobody really trying to, like, get videos of mine. But, you know, you think about who's watching this stuff. But then, you know, some of these, how do I want to put this? Like, there's um, categories on, like, Pornhub, X and XX, where, like, that's what they are. Like, they just voyeur porn, you know. So, or you got revenge porn. 
Mm. You and Buddy then went sideways, you know what I'm saying? And he didn't send to your mama, your your coworkers, and you know, that shit happens. You no, know, true enough, they can go to jail for it, but you know, you can't repair reputations. Right. Because, you know, like when people call you and they're getting ready to record your phone call, they say, this call may be monitored for right. whatever reason. You know, even at work when they record a meeting, this meeting is being recorded. Like, I feel like there's something in me that tells me, that makes me feel like if I'm being recorded, I should know. Like, pretty much with, like I said, doorbells. Like, I kind of feel like anytime I'm, some, I'm on somebody's doorstep, I'm being recorded. I just assume. You got a big old camera hanging off the side of your house. Okay, I'm being recorded. But your little tiny camera in your house that's positioned somewhere that I still don't really know where it's at. Mm. No. Because I've seen some decorative cameras where they kind of look like a vase. Mm-hmm. Are they? I mean, they're 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 like this for aesthetics. Yeah. But if you're in a house, or let's say somebody like does a lot of decorations, you just assume, hey, this is just something to go with the decor of the home. So you may not even think that that's what's going on there. So I don't know. It's a I I think we're going to get to a point because um, I don't, I don't think we're the first people to have this conversation. Mm-mm. I think we'll get to a point to where it's probably going to be like signs, kind of like how there's a no trespassing sign or under surveillance sign. Mm-hmm. I think that there will be a way to notify others that this home is being recorded yeah tell them like but i don't know i just don't um i'm not too upset with people not being told okay because here's my thing though here's what i think about right so like let's say i have people at my house and i am recording and they don't know i'm recording and because of that they go and steal something and now I go back later on and see them stealing. Um, I think I would rather you know, like, hey, it's cameras in here, so don't try nothing funny, than to see what somebody gonna do because the camera's on. Like, if you, like I, one of the comments that I got was that like people move differently when they know know they're being recorded. I know. Please move different. Leave but, my stuff here. But see, my perspective of the same situation is. Please steal on this camera so I, without a doubt, know that I don't fuck with you, period. Like, I don't, because I don't want you just to not steal because you're in my house, because I don't want to be somewhere else and I'm looking for my wallet and you need to goddamn drop that shit in your purse this whole time. Like, I need to know, like, I, hey, I, I would love to find out that way. But, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. There really isn't. But, I mean, if y'all have differing opinions, Please let us know. Yes, yeah, so I think that's uh is that it? I think so. I think we covered everything, man. Mm-hmm. Pretty so, man. Glad to have you back. Glad you came back from the store to pick up your children. Yeah, you a you deadbeat know. mom, man, to this podcast. Listen, I might be deadbeat. Fucking for losing little... Isaiah. Who? <laughs> well, that, that, Listen, that's, that's a movie. Okay, I'm. I done lost who? <laughs> I'll be back. I'm trying to be better, but you know, just balancing life. So, so, listeners, tell April bye. <laughs> it's not goodbye. It's good night. She, she, she about to go to the store. <laughs> <laughs> I will be back. Don't do that. Uh, but uh, if you want to send in anything to the podcast, you can hit us on Instagram or Twitter at 
T-H-E-B-L-X-C-K-C-A-R-D. Or send us email to T-H-E-B-L-X-C-K-C-A-R-D. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. I'm Bird. I'm April D. And this has been another episode of the Black Heart Podcast. Thank you for listening. And Mama, sorry for cussing.